Mother didn't expect to have anything to do with the Christmas pageant, except to make me and my little brother Charlie be in it. We didn't want to. And to make my father go and see it. He didn't want to. Every year he said the same thing. I've seen the Christmas pageant. You haven't seen this year's Christmas pageant, Mother would tell him. Charlie is a shepherd this year. Charlie was a shepherd last year. Now, you go on and go. I'm just going to put on my bathrobe and sit by the fire and relax. There's never anything different about the Christmas pageant. There's something different this year, Mother said. What? Charlie is wearing your bathrobe. So that year my father went to see his bathrobe, he said. Actually, he went every year, but it was always a struggle. And Mother said that her contribution to the Christmas pageant was getting my father to go to it. Then she got stuck with the whole thing when Mrs. George Armstrong fell and broke her leg. We knew about this as soon as it happened because Mrs. Armstrong only lived a block and a half away. We heard the siren and saw the ambulance and watched the policeman carry her out of the house on a stretcher. Call Mr. Armstrong at his work, she yelled at the policeman. Shut off the stove under my potatoes. Inform the ladies' aide that I won't be at the meeting. One of the neighbor women called out, Helen, are you in much pain? And Mrs. Armstrong yelled back, Yes, terrible. Don't let those children tear up my privet hedge. Even in pain, Mrs. Armstrong could still give orders. She was so good at giving orders that she was just naturally the head of anything she belonged to. And at church, she did everything but preach. Most of all, she ran the Christmas pageant every year. And here she was, two weeks before Thanksgiving, flat on her back. I don't know what they'll do now about the pageant, Mother said. But the pageant wasn't the only problem. Mrs. Armstrong was also chairwoman of the Ladies' Aid Bazaar and coordinator of the Women's Society Potluck Supper, and there was a lot of telephoning back and forth to see who would take over those jobs. Mother had a list of names, and while she was calling people about the Ladies' Aid Bazaar, Mrs. Homer McCarthy was trying to call Mother about the potluck supper. But Mrs. McCarthy got somebody else to do that, And Mother got somebody else to do the bazaar, so the only thing left was the Christmas pageant. And Mother got stuck with that. I could run the potluck supper with one hand tied behind my back, Mother told us. All you have to do is make sure everybody doesn't bring a meatloaf. But the Christmas pageant? Our Christmas pageant isn't what you'd call four-star entertainment. Mrs. Armstrong breaking her leg was the only unexpected thing that ever happened to it. The the script is standard, in, stable, shepherds, star, and so are the costumes, and so is the casting. Primary kids are angels, intermediate kids are shepherds, big boys are wise men, Elmer Hopkins, the minister's son, has been Joseph for as long as I can remember, and my friend Alice Wendelkin is Mary, because she's so smart, so neat and clean, and most of all, so holy looking. All the rest of us are the angel choir lined up according to height because nobody can sing parts. As a matter of fact, nobody can sing. We're strictly a no-talent outfit, except for a girl named Alberta Bottles, who whistles. Last year, Alberta whistled, what child is this, for a change of pace. But nobody liked it, especially Mrs. Bottles, because Alberta put too much into it and ran out of air and passed out cold on the manger in the middle of the third verse. Aside from that, though, It's always just this Christmas story, year after year, with people shuffling around in bathrobes and bedsheets and sharp wings. 
Well, my father said, once mother got put in charge of it, here's your big chance. Why don't you cancel the pageant and show movies? Movies of what? Mother said. I don't know. Fred Stamper has five big reels of Yellowstone National Park. What does Yellowstone National Park have to do with Christmas? Mother asked. I know a good movie, Charlie said. We had it at school. It shows a heart operation. Two kids got sick. Never mind, Mother said. I guess you all think you're pretty funny, but the Christmas pageant is a tradition. I don't plan to do anything different. Of course, nobody even thought about the Herdmans in connection with the Christmas pageant. Most of us spent all week in school being pounded and poked and pushed around by Herdmans. And we looked forward to Sunday as a real day of rest. Once a month, the whole Sunday school would go to church for the first 15 minutes of the service and do something special. Sing a song or act out a parable or recite Bible verses. Usually, the little kids sang, Jesus loves me, which was all they were up to. But when my brother Charlie was in with the little kids, his teacher thought up something different to do. She had everybody write down on a piece of paper what they liked best about Sunday school, or draw a picture of what they liked best. And when we all got in the church, she stood up in front of the congregation and said, Today, some of our youngest boys and girls are going to tell you what Sunday school means to them. Betsy, what do you have on your paper? Betsy Cathcart stood up and said, What I like best about Sunday school is the good feeling I get when I go there. I don't think she wrote that down at all, but it sounded terrific, of course. One kid said he liked hearing the Bible stories. Another kid said, I like learning songs about Jesus. Eight or nine little kids stood up and said what they liked, and it was always something good about Jesus or God or cheerful friends or the nice teacher. Finally, the teacher said, I think we have time for one more. Charlie, what can you tell us about Sunday school? My little brother Charlie stood up, and he didn't even have to look at his piece of paper. What I like best about Sunday school, he said, is there aren't any herdmans here. Well, the teacher should have stuck with Jesus loves me because everybody forgot all the nice churchy things the other kids said and just remembered what Charlie said about the herdmans. When we went to pick him up after church, his teacher told us, I'm sure there are many things that Charlie likes about Sunday school. Maybe he will tell you what some of them are. She smiled at all of us, but you could tell she was really mad. On the way home, I asked Charlie, what are some of the other things you like that she was talking about? He shrugged. I like the, all the other stuff, but she said to write down what we like best, and what I like best is no herdman's. Not a very Christian sentiment, my father said. Maybe not, but it's a very practical one, mother told him. Last year, Charlie had spent the whole second grade being black and blue because he had to sit next to Leroy Herdman. In the end, it was Charlie's fault that the Herdman showed up in church. For three days in a row, Leroy Herdman stole the dessert from Charlie's lunchbox, and finally, Charlie just gave up trying to do anything about it. Oh, go on and take it, he said. I don't care. I get all the dessert I want in Sunday school. Leroy wanted to know more about that. What kind of dessert, he said. Chocolate cake, Charlie told him, and candy bars and cookies and Kool-Aid. 
We get refreshments all the time, all we want. You're a liar, Leroy said. Leroy was right. We got jelly beans at Easter and punch and cookies on Children's Day. And that was it. We get ice cream too, Charlie went on. And donuts and popcorn balls. Who gives it to you? Charlie wanted to know. The minister, Charlie said. He didn't know who else to say. Of course, that was the wrong thing to tell the herdmans if you wanted them to stay away. And sure enough, the next Sunday, there they were, slouching into Sunday school, eyes peeled for the refreshments. Where do you get the cake? Ralph asked the Sunday school superintendent. And Mr. Grady said, Well, son, I don't know about any cake, but they're collecting the food packages out in the kitchen. What he meant is the canned stuff we brought in every year as a Thanksgiving present for the orphan home. It was just our bad luck that the Herbins picked that Sunday to come, because when they saw all the cans of spaghetti and beans and grape drink and peanut butter, they figured there might be some truth to what Charlie said about refreshments. So they stayed. They didn't sing any hymns or say any prayers, but they did make a little money, because I saw Imogene sneak a handful of coins out of the collection basket when it went past her. At the end of the morning, Mr. Grady came to every class and made an announcement. We'll be starting rehearsal soon for our Christmas pageant, he said. And next week, after the service, we'll all gather in the back of the church to decide who will play the main roles. But of course, we want every boy and girl in our Sunday school to take part in the pageant. So be sure your parents know you'll be staying a little later next Sunday. Mr. Grady made the same speech every year, so he didn't get any wild applause. Besides, as I said, we all knew what part we were going to play anyways. Alice Wendelkin must have been a little ner nervous, though, because she turned around to me with a sticky smile on her face and said, I hope you're going to be in the angel choir again. You're so good in the angel choir. What she meant was, I hope you won't get to be Mary just because your mother's running the pageant. She didn't have to worry. I didn't want to be Mary. I didn't want to be in the angel choir either, but everybody had to do something. All of a sudden, Imogene Herdman dug me in the ribs with her elbow. She has the sharpest elbows of everyone I know. What's the pageant? She said. It's a play, I said. And for the first time that day, except when she saw the collection basket, Imogene looked interested. All the Herdmans are big moviegoers though they never pay their own way. One or two of them will start a fight at the box office of the theater while the others slip in. They get their popcorn the same way, and then they spread out all over the place so the manager can never find them all before the picture's over. What's the play about? Imogene asked. It's about Jesus, I said. Everything here is, she muttered. So I figured Imogene didn't care much about the Christmas pageant. But I was wrong.